Hey guys, this is Vikram Shankar from Lux Terminus, Silent Skies, and Redemption, and you are listening to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the ProCast. This looks to be the penultimate uh, episode of 2020 and I'm happy to have Vikram Shankar on the phone, so to speak, on Skype. Hi Vikram, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. It is a crazy day today, but I'm stoked to be here talking to you. Yeah, it's an exciting day. I, I'm pretty sure for you as it's uh, as we are recording this it's uh, friday december 11th and just today your new album dropped of your new project called silent skies the project is called silent skies the album <clears throat> is called satellites and uh, it is a duo project of you and tom england from Evergreen, right yes indeed so uh let's go back a little bit because i seem to remember when you dropped the first single maybe i don't know a year ago or a couple of months ago anyway um you at first you didn't um you you made a little bit of a mystery out of out of it <laughs> yeah man yeah it was um a, a long and interesting process turning this album into something that would see the light of day and we were very carefully working with our label on the best way to release something like this and the main reason for that is that this isn't another prog metal project it's not a metal project you know the afm people are used to working with metal bands so they had to approach this completely differently and we didn't want people to view this solely as a side project you know curiosity project we wanted people to really give it give it its full attention so there was a long campaign really trying to sort out when and how to do this right coordinating with evergrey coordinating with redemption which we are both involved in as well and the time has finally come almost four years since we started writing it wow that's a long time <laughs> It is. Feels like an eternity. So, um, yeah, before we maybe also talk a little bit about these other bands that are in the prog metal vein, uh, all in, uh, yeah, let, let, let's stay a little bit uh, with Silent Skies, as of course the album is dropping today. And uh, even though it is not. Prog metal, I think it's definitely something that um, lovers of good music might appreciate. So it definitely has its place here on the broadcast as well. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit how how you guys met actually and how the project started. Sure, man. So uh, Silent Skies was conceived by Tom and I over the internet in early 2017. Tom had seen me perform some videos on piano, especially of Evergrey songs, 
going all the way back to 2014 when I did an arrangement of Missing You from Hymns for the Broken. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to me saying that it would be really cool if we made a cinematic album together. And the idea was not to be, you know, purely like a piano ballad record, although it does function on some level as that. But it's also more cinematic and ambitious in scope and influenced more by modern classical soundtrack composers like Olafur Arnoldsen, Johan Johansson, Max Richter, these types of people. And combining that with Tom's vocals, perhaps as Evergrey fans may not have heard them before, a much more dynamic, softer, elegant approach, which I think is really cool for longtime fans of the band to hear. So we were writing since early 2017, wrote everything virtually, sending files back and forth. And then in 2018, I went to Gothenburg to record the piano, back to Gothenburg in 2019 for the music video shoot for Solitude and the piano parts for Here Comes the Rain, the video that came out today. And still have to watch know, that one. <laughs> oh, it's a beauty. Patrick really outdid himself on that one, especially given that it's in quarantine times and there's only so much you can do, especially being a multinational. But you know, he really... True. Um, but yeah, um, speaking about Tom's voice, of course, he always stood out as a very unique voice in the prog metal world. Um, we did actually a, a discography special here on the prog cast a couple of months back, actually last year. It was, it was last year. Uh, okay. And we invited Jason uh, Spencer from the prog mind uh, to that. So that was Randy M. Salo, uh Jason and I discussing the whole discography of Evergrey. Um, and yeah, even though there are, of course, the occasional ballads and softer parts in Evergrey music, um, Evergrey predominantly is still a metal band. Oh, yeah. So um, Very, very heavy. And something that is cool is that throughout the course of the last four or five albums... Tom has allowed this softer, uh, more melodic, less kind of power, tough guy sort of thing to creep into the way he sings, even on heavy songs, which is really cool. And I, I really enjoy the way that he approaches his vocal writing these days. I think anyone who listens to the upcoming Evergrey album is going to be really, really blown away by how he does that. But we wanted to go even further on Silence Guys and... It won't be unrecognizable. You'll always know that Tom is Tom when he <laughs> sings, but it's still very, very different from most of what he's done in his career. And that's really special for me as a fan of his. Yeah. Um, thinking back about the discography project, of course, we, uh, leading up to that episode, to the recording of the episode, we all listened to the whole discography again. And that was, of course, the, the time when uh, I think the Atlantic was already should, probably already out. Um, so, yeah, I I already said back then that I was I became a huge fan of Evergrey when uh, the Inner Circle came out, and then actually kind of dropped out again with Monday Morning Apocalypse or after that 
kind of lost a little bit of interest. And for many years, I just thought, yeah, they're cool, but they were not my absolute favorite band. And then with actually with the Storm Within only, I got back to them and like to to re really into them. And then also discovered um, Hymns for the Broken, uh, retrospectively, that you just mentioned. Um, and and I can definitely see this uh, or hear these um, new nuances that you you just mentioned in his vocal approach on these newer Evergrey records that I really enjoy as well. Oh um, yeah, it's super <laughs> it's super cool what he's done with that, and it's it makes him even more unique as a metal singer. And I think to begin with, he was a very unique metal singer. I remember when I first fell in love with his voice i actually loved it because it reminded me of bruce springsteen in okay. the it's gruff but very emotionally sensitive and very emotionally evocative and i've always loved that about him but it just more and more it becomes more refined and more artistic and you know he's, he's one of a kind <laughs> um so you said you you got you got together you first got together uh in at the beginning of 2017 and you up until then you you had a couple of youtube videos out and stuff but uh correct me if i'm wrong i, I don't think there was any album of any major project of yours that were was out by that time right it took until i guess 2018 for anything i released to have any meaningful traction and that's because i graduated university in 2017 so until then i was focused on my studies or as focused as i could be and i was writing lux terminus starting in i guess 2016 but it was not really until finishing university and diving into recording lux terminus that i really began to have this time to explore creating original music and i like to think that i've been working to make up for that ever since but pretty much a release a year if i can make it yeah I mean, it, it is it, it is not uh the the only release uh this year the silent skies uh, release for you because there's been in the summer august 28th the redemption live album alive in color dropped right yes. with the recording from proc power USA and yes indeed uh, go, going back to the to the history like of your releases you just said not until 2018 and that in that summer actually two records also came out and that was both the Lux Terminus debut record The Courage to Be and uh, the first redemption record where you were playing on Long Night's Journey into the Day um yep. but yeah so so I'm super curious about the story um, how you got involved with Redemption. And I guess Tom is, has something to do with it. Tom has everything to do with it because <laughs> I, you know, we, throughout 2017, we had been working on our music and had pretty much, I guess, by and large, finished writing the record. We at least had a bunch of very strong demos together. And... I attended Prague Power 2017, where I first met Nick. He 
took me to brunch the morning after the festival and he told me he you know his band redemptions playing the festival next year he's heard from tom that i'm a capable keyboard player and he'd like to bring me aboard we talked music next month he flew me out to la and we hung out i worked a little bit on the upcoming album long night's journey which had almost been completed but i was able to sneak some stuff in there the very last second but that was really the the trial by fire to see if i really gelled with him as well as the other u.s based members of the band and you know we had a fantastic time and i think it was no looking back from then but yeah it it started with tom (laughs) it's uh I, i love these kind of coincidences when 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 one thing leads to to the other and yeah new new musical um friendships and collaborations are formed It's yeah dude i feel like that's been like been like my whole career has been friendships leading to new endeavors and i think that that's the best way to do it because i've been very fortunate that i've really liked or been friends with everybody i've worked with for for the most part and and that's been really special because you hear so many horror stories about bands that are put together for purely professional reasons and people don't like each other and it fizzles out and it's just not a pleasant experience but i love making music with my friends and that's pretty much what i've been doing for a few years now speaking of which we already mentioned the name a couple of times of course your own solo not not really solo vehicle but it's probably you more it's it's definitely more your own music than redemption it's ever gonna be and, and yeah lux terminus released their debut album um the courage to be in 2018 and yeah you have something special coming up next week actually <laughs> That's also also, also a little bit uh, connected with me. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. But just just to go back for a second, I about uh, redemption and creative input. I'm really stoked about the fact that we've been writing this year for the upcoming redemption music, and I'm super stoked about the fact that I've been co-writing that with Nick, which is, I believe, the first time he's ever had a co-writer, like a, a proper dedicated co-writer. And there are a bunch wow. of songs that I originated as well. So, you know, it it's always, first and foremost, it has to be Nick's vehicle. Yeah. It has to be Nick's soul. But it does express a part of me that I cannot do in Lux Terminus because I set these parameters of no permanent guitar player in Lux Terminus. So while I love that in terms of the expression that it allows me to do, and I can do a lot of things you can't do in a traditional metal band, It does mean that, you know, as far as the good old riff is concerned, you know, there's there's nothing like a distorted guitar for a riff. <laughs> so, you know, I'm happy to have that outlet as well. But you're right that Lux Terminus is probably the the most exploratory vehicle I have where the things that I can't say in other groups because that's what the groups are, I can put it into Lux Terminus, whether it's electronic music, cinematic Prague, Gent, Jazz Fusion, you know, kind of doesn't matter with Lux Terminus, which is cool. And I will be able to present some of that on the festival, which takes place one week from today, going into Saturday the 19th. 
Yes. Uh, so uh, as it looks now, this episode is most probably going to drop next Thursday. So actually, never mind. It takes place tomorrow. <laughs> Stay <exactly>. tuned. <laughs> yeah, and for those uh, of you out there who are listening to this, and if you've never heard of uh, Lux Terminus before, uh, as you might have uh, heard from what we've talked about right now, um, they are uh, an instrumental trio, and it's you together with uh, my good friends from. Cleveland, Ohio, where I grew up. They are Matthew Kirshner on drums and Brian Kraft on bass. And it was very important when I started Lux Terminus to have those two guys playing because way back in 2012, when I was still in high school, I joined a band of dudes a few years older than me who were playing a lot of these Cleveland metal shows called Gravity. And they were the rhythm section from Gravity. And the band broke up a year later, but... I've always been very close to those guys, and I think that they're really great musicians who, you know, if I'm able to give them a window for the prog community as a whole to appreciate their talents, then I'm going to jump all over that opportunity. And I think a lot of people really appreciate hearing these guys who, you know, they would have never heard otherwise. Absolutely. And, yeah, I, I have seen the the video you sent already, and I have to say... It's 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 a it's a very beautiful one. It is. Uh, we, we, I think we, we can we can say it. It is the twenty minute title track, "The Courage to Be," including the guest cello and yes, guitar roles with Timo Sommers from Epica and the wonderful Raphael Reinroth Brown, who will also be performing as his own solo artist on the festival. Um, there you go. Um, yeah. I'm super excited to have you guys on the festival and I'm also curious of course if there's anything new in the Lux Terminus camp or if there's any predictive news so to speak. Yeah, right. Well, for a while I had to concentrate my energies wherever I could spare them and I was working on a lot of other projects leading up to this point, Silent Skies and Redemption. And I've kind of been building up a career as a session keyboard player and producer and mixer and, and, and all this stuff. So I didn't really have a lot of energy to devote to, to Lux Terminus, but that changed at some point this year. And slowly but surely, we've started shaping together material for the next album. So I can optimistically say sometime next year and perhaps more realistically say the year after that mm -hmm. but it's being it's being worked on and i think people who liked the courage to be are not going to be disappointed <laughs> yeah that sounds great so um yeah hopefully towards the end of next year uh, at the beginning of 22 latest um, yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about all these musical things that you're up to. Um, now, it's, it's, uh, I, I, we had a lot of uh, people on the, on the broadcast, obviously, in the last months over these lockdown periods. It's just very convenient to just call them up on Skype and talk about their new releases. But not many of them are 
so well versed in the soundtrack department as you already mentioned earlier in this interview so i wanted to make a little special what's in your walkman slash um inspirational corner here what's in your walkman is our usual section at the end of the interview where we talk about what we've listened lately right right and um that's mostly just other other prog metal rock pop or whatever um but i'm especially curious about some of your favorite soundtrack picks maybe that you would uh, recommend to our listeners and to your fans to listen to that you find especially moving beautiful extraordinarily amazing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah for sure does does it have to be from this year because if so i'm actually going to not quite have as much no 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 here. no not at all let's do it like uh oh like um all of all time <laughs> sure sure like some um, favorite picks okay well i have to start anytime people talk about this type of music With me, I, I have to start with Olafur Arnolds, the Icelandic composer who has not just soundtracks, but some really, really great solo material. And I think actually at this point, he's probably doing more solo albums than soundtracks. Mm -hmm. But he, he put out an album last month, I guess, called Some Kind of Peace, which is really beautiful. He has a very nuanced approach to composition, piano and soundscapes and tastefully done electronic percussion. And specifically in the soundtrack world, he scored a TV series called Broadchurch, which is, if I have to pick a, a favorite uh, OST, that, that would probably be the winner, I think. That's a really, really special collection of music. And then if you watch the TV series and watch how the music is implemented, it's, it's really powerful. I think um wasn't um Arnor from Agent Fresco also part of one of of a song or something on that soundtrack? Yeah, there there are a few songs on that soundtrack that have vocals and Arnor does those and he actually sings on one of Olafur's solo records as well, the album uh For Now I Am Winter, I think is what it's called. But yeah, they they have a collaboration that goes back a few years and Hearing Arnor's voice on that beautifully subtle, sensitive music is like out of this world. It's it's so gorgeous. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I, I know after this show, uh, after we're done, I, I have so much to catch up on and uh, I'm going to take away so much from it because, uh, of course, I, I know these names, but I never really took the time to really explore them. So, um, yeah, this is the perfect opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, some some others that, that I can recommend to people. Um, Max Richter is a fantastic composer, although probably my favorite record of his is not a soundtrack. If you go on to Spotify, you'll see a vast collection of soundtracks. That's That's what he does, but he has this... I guess it's a solo album. It may be a soundtrack for a ballet, actually. But it's uh, called Three Worlds Music from Wolfworks, Max Richter. And it's interpretation of Virginia Woolf poems. Oh, wow. And, and it's, it's 
so, so powerful. And for people who like the kind of the the sad side of the spectrum, the closing track is a setting of her suicide note. And that is some strong stuff. That is not for the faint of heart, but it, it's it's so good. It's so good. And, and that whole album was very influential for me, the way I approach orchestral writing and, and things like that. I can't wait to listen to these uh, these uh, recommendations. Um, yeah, leading up to this quite spontaneous interview, I, I did a little brainstorming and thought which soundtracks have kind of had a significant impact on me, on my musical journey. And kind of the first that really sticks out is a very random pick from 1993, I believe, from... Kitaro, the song, the 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 um, the movie, the movie was called Heaven and Earth. It was a Vietnam movie from Oliver Stone with Tommy Lee Jones, and I have actually never seen the movie, um, but somehow I think I've probably found the um, the the CD of this soundtrack in the local library where I was living back then when I was um, okay twelve, uh, fourteen or thirteen, fourteen. I don't know. Um, so this soundtrack had a really profound influence on on my like like it was so <laughs> soul shaking, even though I've never seen the movie. <laughs> right. No, I don't know that one. I'll have to check it out. So I, I will also go back and listen to it later or some at some point in the next days. Um, and another one I've been meaning to check out since last year. I think it came out last year, and that was from my good friend David Bertok. A uh, keyboard player who used to play in Munich prog rock band Subsignal, but now he lives in LA and uh, he's working as a um, soundtrack composer, and orchestrator, and arranger. And he, last year he composed a soundtrack for the for uh, a documentary about the painter Botero. Um, oh, okay. That's one blind recommendation here because I I really um like his his um artistic voice so to speak from what i know how he composes progressive rock um, right. but i've never actually listened to that soundtrack so i'm really looking forward to doing that now um he also has a new prog uh, pop cinematic pop band more or less uh, called the the arc of light they released two or three singles already and um yeah let's see when the album Will actually drop. <laughs> oh, I saw um, I saw someone post about that today, Arc of Light, but I didn't know it had anything to do with uh, a Sub Signal alum. I quite enjoy their music, so I'll have to check both of those out. Well, the thing is, I have to check that because I think Arc of Light without the are the at the beginning. That's kind of new Yes Side project. I I just seen the picture from what the Prog magazine posted, and I. I recognize uh, recognized the. Uh, oh, that's the one. That's the one with Dave Kersner. You're right. I'm getting I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, I I didn't really check the personnel involved. It just said like kind of yes, um, um, side yes, offshoot. I think I I recognized. Um, how is the current yes singer called? Uh, Dave Davidson. Davison. John, David, John, John Davison. Davison. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I think okay. I, uh, different arc of light. Yeah, yeah, and I'm. Uh, I saw this arc of light popping up a couple of days ago, and I thought, hmm, 
my 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 friends uh, in the arc of light are gonna be a bit bummed out now, but but they have been existing for two years or so now and have their all their uh, online presence already and already a couple of see <laughs> see if you have a, a name in bastardized Latin like Lux Terminus, you'll never have that issue. <laughs> All right. A anything for for the regular? Um, what's in your Walkman section? Anything that you've been listening to lately? From um, um, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's prog, metal, pop. Um, yeah, sure. You you want to recommend? Sure thing. Um, actually, it's it's funny you ask that because every year up until this year, I've kept uh, uh, stickies, uh, whatever, up on my computer, and I'd I'd write down every new album i had listened to it yeah. doesn't even matter if i thought it was fantastic i could have thought it was okay i'd write it down and at the end of the year i'd have this stupidly long list of albums and then i'd sort them <laughs> and you know i'd pick a top 20 and write my thoughts or or whatever but yeah. this year I've, i've been so busy with you know actually making music that i'm still listening to new music but i slacked a little bit on the the cataloging of it so just the other day i pulled up a sticky and I was trying to write down some albums that you know really meant something to me this year so let's see what I can offer up from here yeah um, just pick and choose from the from outside the prog world I have to say that That's the new Dua totally Lipa of uh, Future Nostalgia is a fantastic album I think um, it was Adam Warren from Kairos already recommended that one as well when i talked he to would <laughs> I, i love that album it's so good um bruce springsteen's letter to you has some really nice songs on it and a faroese singer named avor has a has a new album i, I think it's pronounced sekel s-e-g-l but It's actually a little bit more along the lines of what Sound Skies does, but more poppy. Mm -hmm. You know, really beautiful, remarkable female voice, but darker, poppier, Nordic folk kind of elements. Really cool record. And then more in the prog world. Let's see. Um, Haken's Virus. Very, very good album. Catatonia, City Burials is probably, if I had to pick like a top three of the year, I think that would be in it. That that album is just outrageous. And <laughs> I, I knew I would love it because I'll love anything Catatonia does, but that is a hell of an album. Um, Pliny, Impulse Voices. Wish I had more time to dig into it. I've only listened to it a few times, but Every time I've listened to it, I've just been like, "Holy crap!" There's, there's a lot there to unpack. I mean, it's 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 gentle and smooth on the on the outside. I mean, you can listen to it and just enjoy it for what it is. But you, I think, you can also really dig into the stuff he did there um, from a music standpoint, like and and yeah, take it apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, he's a he's a genius. The the way he writes is. He has a way of making extremely complicated music palatable in a way that I think very few people can. And he can simultaneously appeal to like the old guard and gent kids at the same time. 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is is really cool, and it's no surprise that he's making the waves that he is. I actually saw last last uh, last week. I was out and, and taking the S-Bahn here in in Munich, uh, and and so the the uh, local transport, lo um, public transport, and I actually saw um, a digital ad for the new Pliny album oh, <laughs> on wow. public transport That's here in super Munich. Cool. <laughs> super super cool. Uh, what else? Intervals, Circadian. That's a, that's a really nice album. Uh, Lunatic Soul through Shaded Woods. Green Carnation, Leaves of Yesteryear. Of course, of course, Caligula's Horse, Rise Radiant. F fantastic album. I think by My now we, we have we have your top uh, top ten of prog albums from 2020. <laughs> oh, there's there's a good. Uh, 35 more but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know that's I'm... the thing dude there's there's so many good albums and and i do not envy you reviewer people who have to rank them i could never rank these albums i i have tried i can't do it uh to, to, truth be told um we are actually preparing something behind the scenes for the beginning of next year concerning all those amazing albums that came out this year because this year has been fantastic when it comes to progressive rock and metal there's no doubt about that so many amazing albums and it's the lists are endless how many good albums actually came out this year oh, yeah. um all right let's finish this off with uh, two uh, more little um recommendations from my side for the what's in your walkman section and that would be actually two EPs that came out today. No, one EP came out on Monday, I think, but this week. Um, that would be from Porto in Portugal. And the band is called Face Transition. The EP is called Relatively Speaking. It's really cool stuff with violin and everything. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, they definitely have something cool going on and uh, sounds very promising. Um, oh, right on. The other one... I love I love the addition real quick. Anyone who's able to bring uh, other instruments into the traditional prog vocabulary, even though like, you know, the addition of a violin is not revolutionary, but it's still a little out of left field when you compare it to most bands. And frankly, I wish that more bands would do that because there's a beauty in these instruments that I think a lot of people don't appreciate. So definitely going to have to check that one out. Yeah, and, and you, you just reminded me that one other album that came out today was the new Antoine Fafar album together with Gavin Harris and Chemical Reactions. It's chamber orchestra with drums and bass, and it's so amazing. And there's one track on that um, album with a cello solo, and I loved it so much. Um Gavin's my favorite drummer, so anything that he does is worth a listen. <laughs> no surprise there. Um, finally, I still have here one one little EP that dropped today, and I haven't checked it out yet, but the, the, the two guys that are doing this project called Their Dogs Were Astronauts from Austria, I think they are. Um, they're really cool, and um, the concept of this EP also looks very intriguing because it's based on some book the ep is called charge discharge and the book is called the outlaw ocean by ian urbina i'm definitely gonna listen to that and have a look into the concept because it sounds very intriguing 
that's gonna be one hell of a playlist i think that we're gonna put together um i'll get back to you vikram um in the next days about some more specific picks from albums that you mentioned um for now all the best with your uh yeah with the launch of silent skies that uh, has been today and will be probably a little bit ongoing for the next uh weeks hope the buzz will keep up and also really curious about what you'll be up to next what we'll be hearing from you next from either from the redemption or the lux terminus camp for now um we are gonna see each other or write each other definitely uh, i hope you will be able to come in uh, and uh yeah chat with us during the festival that's gonna Dude, I be w- i wouldn't miss it i promise <laughs> wouldn't miss it all right thank you so much for taking the time all the best vikram talk to you very soon and um to our listeners as always take care of yourselves take care of your loved ones and listen to great music thanks a lot for having me take care The Progcast is a production of Stuist Media and is presented by The Prog Space. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant, and Van Kirsch does our graphics. New episodes of The Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite new releases from that week. For more interviews and reviews in the written form, check out theprogspace.com.